So wait, wait, it just sounds like I didn't. I saw your face, and yeah. I just heard Tom key my car tonight. Please, that's oh. all I heard. <laughs> wow, that's all I heard was that. <laughs> Nerd on. What's up, everyone? Oh, God. <laughs> every time. Every time I have this thing, it's always a false start. I think we're keeping that in. It's always a false start. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but the one you deserve, where all levels of nerd are welcome, even if you're a fanboy and just a bandwagon fan and all types of fan and everything like that, all the fans. The fans Why are you looking Even at if me? you're a robot fan and don't really have ears to listen to this. You just follow what you're told to follow. Yes, exactly. Okay. Sheeple. If you're yeah. a fan and like are welcome. having love makes your to ears. Our podcast and donate. Even if you let the box office decide what to like. Yeah. Exactly. That's fine. Mm, okay. Let the reviewers it's tell okay. me. Yeah. Let um, Rotten Tomatoes tell me. We all want to belong. No. Uh, my name is Tom. Uh, I am the resident comic book nerd, uh, filmmaker, director, writer, thing majigger, uh, guy that just has terrible improvisational skills. Yeah, and I know. I'm pretty quiet <laughs> no. uh, on the mic. Wow. And there's to my left. What's up? I am Corey Powers. I am the resident uh, rude boy on the lot. I'm, I'm the bad boy of the group. So Rihanna you makes songs You keep telling about yourself that. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, musician, uh, filmmaker with Tom and... Uh, uh yeah, I feel like every time I say filmmaker, you have to do like with Tom. It's like well, I am. Like I haven't done anything on my own yet. We're, we're like when this I, weird someday, relationship. When I make my own thing, I'll 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 say that I'm a filmmaker. But with, right now, you'll say I'm a filmmaker without Tom. I'm a filmmaker without Tom, and I project. I'm my own boy. <laughs> uh, hey, this is Ali. I'm the uh, the nerdy kid that never got the girl next door. Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, your resident uh, gamer, YouTuber, broadcaster, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Nice. I'm Josh. Uh, host, audio guy. Uh, I do post production audio. That's what I do outside of this. And uh, and then yeah. he posts it. Yeah, and then I post it. I uh, post, I edit post it. Production. I yeah, I do the post production. of the post production. Yeah, for you all, so you can guys can post it on yeah, your own so social you can, medias mm-hmm. and just keep posting. Yeah, and sharing. Post on it. post on post. So today we're going to have the episode that we have been hinting at. Tantalizing tantalizing about and we finally said you know what let's just do it fuck it we're going live let's (laughs) (laughs) ship it we're doing it so we are going to have the spider-man movies Mm. episode basically we're saying is tom and i are going to spend the next hour yelling at each other and also don't be surprised if this is the last episode (laughs) (laughs) and that was the moment moment that We lost just everything. Fall apart during an hour. <laughs> it was crazy. Corey so, started crying. Tom was yelling at people out the window. There was, was a Molly was fetal in the corner. It was just. It was. Crazy. And Josh was trying to mix it all. <laughs> and it sounded great. He brought in Steve Aoki for some reason. <laughs> so yes, we are here to discuss the Spider-Man movies and some specific uh, people to talk about. We have Toby Maguire. We have Andrew Garfield, correct? Mr. Yes. Garfield. Mr. Garfield and mm-hmm. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom so <laughs> Thomas Holland. Oh man. Do I dare? I'm opening so, up. You want to do like a little bit of backstory? Yeah. Let's do let's, a little origin story. So okay. 2001, 2002. 
I think it's 2002. 2002, 2002. Spider-Man 1 comes out. So since then, 15 years later, now we have three different Spider-Men in over six movies. Yep. So it's a matter of... Yeah. And I mean, for me, I, I have... 2002. Yeah, I have some bias because I, you know, again, read the comics and I've watched the Spider-Man animated series, Radioactive Spider-Man. So Radio goddamn... Spider-Man. Oh, so goddamn good. Um, but, you know, there has to come to that point where we can be... And the thing I love about this show is that, again, we can talk, we can laugh, we can rant. The main thing, we got to analyze. Anal yeah. lies. <laughs> These films, the characters, what's great about them, what we love, and what we hate. And just because we might say some things we don't like about it doesn't mean we don't like the film itself. That's right. Yep. So or keep that our fellow host. Can or I please? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> there it's may okay. be some Tom hate. and I have done this enough. We are four okay grumpy old men. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what it is now. So, so how do wow. we do this? How do, do we just go into one or because do we say like, why here's we don't the like thing. This right. is the re the reason why we are um, a little apprehensive because <laughs> I have seen blood happen. I've seen <laughs> violence. Seen um, Tobey Maguire. Seen the fire behind my eyes. Seen yeah, Tobey Maguire I mean, tears. I have. Oh I, God. <laughs> I've seen some bad things. So, okay. So I will open up the floor because yes. I am a open individual. Yeah, and you see movies for entertainment. That's yeah. the thing I love about you. You're you said sweet. That. You <laughs> like movies just to watch them. That's Doing nice well. Of you. We're starting well, guys. <laughs> um, no, I I actually just watched all six of them like last month. Whoa! Um, wow. Okay. Just because I, in preparation for this, y'all. Yeah, in preparation. <laughs> but no, my wife and I were like, oh, let's watch movies. So we started. We did that, um, and it's kind of funny to see them degrade in time. I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I'm flexing. I'm flexing so hard right now. <laughs> but there's a peak at the end, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's really interesting to look at the internet for this kind of question because me personally, like, I'm gonna say okay, there's a, but it's not a degrade. It's more of a degrade in story. Like, um, oh, eh. But I feel like more of my opinions will come out. But I will just say that that's kind of I see a V shape okay. in in the movies. So I'm you seeing the shaking Tom the of heads boner of all time. By <laughs> not even that. a nerd on. <laughs> it's just fully sexual now. It's not oh, even God. nerdy. I love you in a brotherly, non-sexual way. <laughs> I think that's the consensus for the most part. Well, well for the most part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, give me your well, hand. Corey, well. give me your hand. <laughs> I'm holding him. I told you this uh, is going to be a heat. I have I have some mixed feelings, and and I'll say right off the bat that I don't have a firm grasp on like I don't have that firm vision for the V shape mm-hmm. myself I always try to get that V for my abs <laughs> exactly <laughs> I gotta get some work lines. <laughs> yeah uh, so so my opinions might change throughout this, this, throughout this discussion yeah um, so I'll tell you open. what to think okay <laughs> <laughs> yes sir <laughs> mine is more of an N shape oh There's, yeah. <gasps> oh yeah sorry oh yeah it is <laughs> oh man uh, we'll go into deeper into it, but I'll just describe that's what my shape is. It's an end shape. Mine's more like someone tried to draw a V and it just didn't finish the last leg. Oh, no. It was just a pure decline for me. Really? Yeah. So, well, look at that. Okay. Okay. So well, should okay. we start? Mixed bag of nuts. You want nuts? <laughs> so, I mean. Do <laughs> we, should we start from the beginning? Do we want to go to the beginning? Do we want to yeah. go chronologically? Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, I could, t- I could start off with my qualms first if you want. Okay, do we want to do qualms first or do we want to just talk about it first? Because I think a good, a good thing like is like we just start bad. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, they hate everything." But then, like, that's let's, a good point. So, because I love 
All of them. So once Let upon a time, out there. there were no superhero movies, and Sam Raimi decided to make one. Yeah. <laughs> well, mm, well before, X-Men. Yeah, X-Men. Yeah. And then before that, Dick Donner, Superman. Yeah. And then before that, Blade. Tim Burton. And then before, I mean, there's been a lot of superhero movies, but the thing is like, it was in a modern time. Right. This started the, this is in the 2000 range. Yeah. This started the, it was on board with the resurgence. Like, oh, this makes money. This is like during the same time the Matrix was out. Star Wars, Phantom Menace was out. The MCU kind of started budding a little bit. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, they did the Batman movies and then they wanted to do Superman and it failed like halfway through the project, right? With Nick Cage. Well, so after yeah after Chris Reeves you know had his injury and all that like they were going to do a Superman Lives and Kevin Smith was the one that's going to write it Tim Burton's going to direct it Nicholas Cage is Superman and Nick Cage was going to do it but um it never happened and there's a great documentary about that too but see those photos that came out from that yeah those test photos yeah. which is fo- so funny because like the dir- the producer from if you ever watched a night with Kevin Smith literally said like I don't want him in the suit it's too faggy that's literally the quote yeah and yet we see Nick Cage in the literally Superman the, suit it's like the, all right come yeah. on well whatever. So we're not talking about Superman. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I sorry. can see that we are skating around the topic because people at home, I'm telling you. It's heated. It's very heated. We had a production meeting for this show. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get started. It. Bone saws ready. Uh, how about you? Let's okay, do it. Are we going to do Three this? minutes. So, who, okay. So, I, I'm going, I'll go first. You go first. You got okay, this. I'll go first. So, Grandpa Tom. Grandpa. So, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy is, to me, my penultimate. It's, no, it's not penultimate. It's, it's, it's the best Spider-Man iteration to date. We don't talk about three because no one talks about three, but I'm talking about one and two. I mean, if you think about it, it's like then you're missing a third of it. Whatever, I don't care. If we're gonna ex- if we're gonna include Amazing Spider-Man two, though, we have to include. Okay, Spider-Man fine. We'll 3. talk about we'll talk about all the worst and all the yep. bad things that happened, right? Yeah. So I mean, like Dark Knight Rises is the bad part of Dark Knight trilogy, right? Yeah. Anyways, um, Sam Raimi guy literally took his friends Bruce Campbell out to the woods, made Evil Dead. Every single if you ever watched that film, you could tell like God they had like the lowest budget. They doing the like kookiest kookiest like camera moves and Bruce yep. Campbell lines. almost died. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, just like so over the top. When you watch that and then watch Spider Man right after it, it's Sam Raimi perfected. Yeah, it's yeah. like he yeah, uses the same like the camera is following the object, not the person. Like technique when like something's going thrown. Like if it's the Green Goblin battering wannabe thing. If it's Doc Ox like claw going after somebody, like it's the same thing. Like the Doc Ox sequences, oh, like yeah. it's the, literally like people getting pulled in a horror movie fashion. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Anyways, Spider Man One. Um, again, so I was saying this. I think I said this to you guys. Yeah, I said this to you guys earlier today. But um, that was the first movie I felt like. I was in fifth grade at this point. I just got out of like science camp, and my friend Freddie. And his dad picked me up, and we went to go watch Spider-Man right after that. And I remember I was watching it. Shout out to my friend, Freddy. Um, Shout out to Freddy. Shout out to Freddy. Freddy. And uh, that was the first movie I was like, I want to be Spider-Man, and I want to be Green Goblin. I actually wanted to be these characters, and I loved it. And, you know, I mean, you got Kirsten Dunst. William Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. I mean, And you got Kirsten Dunst during the time, like, she did Bring It On. She just did the voice acting for Keys Delivery Service. I kind of had a crush on her, especially that, like, makeout scene was kind of like a thing. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be truthful and honest. I'm be like, oh, that was kind of hot. And I, was, I think The upside it. down makeout? Yeah. Oh, you're not alone. Yeah. Well, and, it and, won and MTV's the, best kiss that year, it didn't did. it? It did. It did. Yeah. So. And it was And they great. parodied it in the OC. So. Parried it? Or parodied it? it. Parody. They like deflected with a sword. They parried it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I love that. I mean, the whole Peter Parker story is just done so well. And I'm taking this from a film standpoint because in order to have a great 
as Rick and Morty would say, in order to have a great adventure, you have to have conflict, obstacle, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But every character has to have intentions and goals and, yeah. and obstacles. The first sentence that is said to, um, that is said in, in, in the film is like, it's like, that's Mary Jane. That's the woman. That's the the girl next door. The girl I, ne- I always want to be with. The and one that Ollie never got. Yeah. Yep. And then you yeah. see Flash Thompson next to her. And then also he's like, I, you you would think this is me, but it's not. That's me. And he shows him outside the bus trying to catch it. And it's like, oh, God, this guy's pathetic. He's sad. And you can watch so many video essays that literally talk about, like, Peter Parker fails and sucks and nothing ever goes his way. Yet he's good hearted and you identify with him. And the thing is, like, as a kid, when I was in fifth grade, I was like, I love this story because it's literally like this nerd. And we like we talked about in previous episodes, like what happens when a nerdy person or someone gets powers? Like what does it change with their psychology and all that stuff? And even shows like Heroes talk about that. Like what happens when we are given these great abilities, which right. is the theme. It's like with great so power in, comes... Internal morality, yeah. With yeah, great with great power. power comes great responsibility. And they play it off so well where it's like, you know, you feel he's justified when he says like, oh, I forgot where, I forgot to see, or I didn't see where that was my problem when he lets the robber get away. Put the money in the bag. And you realize... <laughs> And you realize, like, it affects everything. It's just everything hits so well that this character, Peter Parker, that they're building, that they wrote, that Sam Raimi had to direct and control is, like, you're rooting from the entire time. And the thing is that Spider-Man gives him this, this again, it's a mask. It's an ability for him to be cool. It's an ability for him to be, like, this awesome hero that everyone loves. Yeah, Peter Parker still sucks all the time. And, you know, he's balancing between, you know, his jackass friend harry and then like he still loves like mj and like his 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 aunt is like grieving over the death of uncle ben and then you got green goblin who's killing people yep and uh, it's like the scope of the film so good because it's like green goblin causing mayhem right Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do a small comparison to amazing spider-man where i didn't like the scope it was like the entire city is turning into lizards i was like okay well okay i guess that's a problem that's happening. Um, I mean, that is a problem. I guess it's a problem where we can just chop each other's <laughs> arms really up and grow it back guys. together. It's like, yeah, it's a really big problem. It was a well-told story. Yeah, it's, like, it's it just was so well. Constructed. And I'll, I'll say this all the time. Like, this is when superhero movies weren't called superhero movies. Right. This is when called, this is a movie with a superhero in it. And they were just films. They were just yeah. movies being made. And it's like, that was a time where like, I don't know. I feel like, again, this is the beginning of the Western. When the Western became such a huge thing, and there was like 100 Westerns being made every year. This is the beginning of it where no one really knew what to put with them. Like, again, we were talking earlier, like movies like Blade and Superman were coming out. And it's just like, oh, they'll come out every once every four years and there'll be a super a different hero. And it's just like it wasn't this super saturated world that we live in now. Well, there wasn't right? like yeah, an yeah. established template yeah. for a superhero movie. And there was no universe right. like we have now. That you don't have to worry about continuity play or within. setting yeah, and, up something grander. And you got Danny Elfman doing the music, which is, you yeah. know, he's next, you know, next to John Williams. He like just as legendary. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just, oh, it's so good. And and if you look compared to that to Spider-Man 2, just in terms of color grade, everything's so much more rich and vibrant in that one comparatively. Yeah. But in it's, 2? In compared to 2. 2 yeah. is just like everything's orange and bland. Yeah. But like in in 1, everything's like dynamic. popping out. It's just dynamic. Like, it's like a comic book. And it's it's beautifully done. I, and, and it's, I I love it, even though Spider Man Two is like my favorite. But I I don't want to go into Spider Man. I could I could talk about Spider Man Two, but I want to give you guys a chance to talk. Yeah. About yeah. It too. Well, well, yeah. You go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the reason I think I liked one and two more than most of the other ones is because to me they felt like a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. Because there's very few movies where I walk out of a theater nowadays where I'm like, I like that director now. I want to go see more of his stuff. Mm. And I kind of a Kind of the only other comparison I can think of off the top of my head 
is Joss Whedon with yes. Avengers. Avengers. Where it's, Avengers. it's yeah. very Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. And then it's Avengers. Yeah. And it gets the Hollywood budget. And you get to yeah. see him, you know, unleashed and tell an awesome story. To go on with that, like, you got uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. You got the yeah. Russo brothers, which are doing a fantastic job. But you, when you watch that movie, you don't look at Yumi and Dupree. Right. I'm like, <laughs> you don't think I don't that. walk out. When, you, don't, you don't say that. You don't see that. I'm like, uh, cool. I mean, maybe a close is like maybe Favreau. Right. And you see Favreau. Favreau and you're like, okay, cool. Jungle Book. Yeah. I can kind of see it. But yeah. like, and I was telling Corey a long time, like for a while, like, I think that's kind of the tough thing with these like films now, which I think to me, again, I have a slight bias. I think DC's hitting it, hitting the metal when it's hot right now. Because like they're getting the directors that are doing their own thing, which has been like quote unquote detrimental to them because they're not a cohesive thing. Where like Kevin right. Feige is just like, cool, all you guys are gonna do whatever I want. And to me, the perception is like, I'm gonna get this good director, but they're not. We're not gonna make their film. We're I think gonna, that's the problem, right? Is that you, good, they should C-sellers. choose to do that and just own it. Which happened with Edgar Wright, right? Which like again, like Edgar Wright went to say is like, I want to do an Ant Man movie, but Marvel didn't want to do an Edgar Wright movie. To go, no, they've got an MCU. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Sam Raimi, again, during these time frames, Sam Raimi was like, this is a Sam Raimi movie. Like, yeah, no, right. there's well, no. Yeah, it was before. I mean, again, and Bruce Campbell made shit. an appearance in every single one. Yeah. Like you could tell he had control right. over the entire thing. Yeah. First two. First two. Right. <laughs> right. The first um, two. And it's just a total destruction. It was. It's the, unfortunate. The Spider-Man 2 is like, is my favorite, obviously, out of all of them. Out of all the Spider-Man movies, it's Spider-Man 2. Um, and it's actually my number two in my top five comic book movies of all time. Wow. It is such a great character piece. It develops the characters. And it, again, you study how like Peter Parker has to literally be torn apart by living this half, this, this dual life. And the thing is like, he's not Spider-Man after like 40 minutes in the movie and he's not going to be Spider-Man for another 30 minutes. And you, yeah. and that's a long time in the film, in film time. And it's like, it's just, it's great to see that. And that's a lot of pages. Yeah. I mean, what made that movie for me is Alfred Molina's Doc Alfred Oz. Molina's so phenomenal that, yeah. in that I mean, film. Now, just saying that out loud, I sun. think Spider Man oh, 2 man. is my favorite yeah. Spider Man movie. The thing I love about Alfred Molina, he literally is a parallel of like the surrogate father. Yeah. You know, he, he tells Peter, he's like, you know, intelligence is a gift that should be used for the good of mankind, not to be wasted, not to be lazy about it. And it's almost like, you know, great power comes great responsibility. And you see him literally push away Uncle Ben. And yeah. he's just like, I'm Spider-Man no more. And then they take the, the frame, the famous frame from the comic books where it's like the Spider-Man suit's in the garbage. Mm-hmm. It's great. You got J. Jonah Jameson. You got Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, you got so many good things in there. Well, J.K. Simmons' is actually, J. Jonah is pretty fucking phenomenal. Well, actually, actually you know, it's like you said in um, episode three, you were talking about uh, Mr. Freeze. And like, that's the thing that I liked about Spider-Man 2 as well is that there was this pulling of his morale. Right. Dr. Ock at the end. And he was like, oh yeah, you're right. And he had that ego, like he had that chip that was taking over his brain. The inhibitor. The inhibitor. Mm-hmm. And when it broke and he was able to kind of think for himself, he was like, oh, yeah, I have this moral dilemma mm-hmm. and this kind of thing. And it's like, yeah. I, I mean, it's. And it's what they, it's, it's, I can see they what they tried to do in The Amazing Spider-Man with that, where they tried to have that link of this great man that, uh, you know, Peter Parker respected turn into the same guy lizard, he's got. Yeah, that he's got to take down. And because um, I agree, that's like the same thing with Mr. Freeze is it's this thing where you're like, you want him to defeat Doc Ock. But at the same time, you're like, but that's his fucking mentor. You want him to like yeah. save him instead. Like, yeah. can he save him? Is it possible yeah. to bring him back? And I'll, I'll give Amazing Spider-Man like it's like credence. It's like what? it had a lot to live up to. 
Yeah. I think. And it tried to do it so quickly. Because well, it wasn't that far. And fit within long, an already existing universe. But it wasn't that long after the Sam Raimi films yeah. came out. It really was only a couple of years mm-hmm. before this what one started it? coming out. Five? Probably like three. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't very long at all. Marvel got a lot more fantastic. Yeah, like in the as in the word fantasy. Yeah, so they were were starting to become bigger. Yeah, so those bigger things like everyone in the city becoming lizard, or you know, electro. Yeah, like those things. It was yeah, it was five years, five years between the two. It's still not that long. Half a decade in terms of yeah of creating because the thing about the Sam Raimi films that they did and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not the comic book whiz is that he had um, organic. biologic mm-hmm. but uh, organic organic, yeah, organic webs um, <clears throat> and so it's kind of like this new ooh that's fun that's kind of a cool little thing and then now with Amazing Spider-Man and then on to Spider-Man Homecoming now you're back to okay. Synthetic. Peter Parker is actually a, a whiz. He he's now see that's something that that's well in Homecoming he's it's not his thing. So the thing I like about there's one thing that that struck me with with and I, I'll get way into this so maybe I shouldn't start yet. But the thing I like about the Amazing Spider-Man is the way that they did Spider-Man and the way that they didn't they stayed away from the organic stuff and they made it so that he did get to use a little bit of that genius that mm-hmm. makes him. You know, in, in the original ones, you hear about it a lot. And I think you see a couple scenes with Alfred Molina where he does something scientific. But in reality, it's it's a big part of his character, like in the story, in the comics and in the story. So to see that in The Amazing Spider-Man where he's making his uh, web cartridges and stuff like that, that really stood out to me as something really cool. I was like, I missed that part. Yeah. They're all looking at me. Just letting you guys, all the audience, yeah, we're all, they're all looking out at me. over there. Well, because like I'm like halfway like dabbing because I'm like choking on this chili pepper, but also because I'm like, so the thing that Alfred Molina, like, ooh, I love this boy is because he talks about, like, fr- uh, harmonic frequencies and, like, talk about, like, sustaining fusion and crap like that. But, so, I don't know the exact reason why Raimi decided to do organic ones, but in the comic book, The Other, is when, um, in the Spider-Man animated series, you may know it as the Neogenic Nightmare, part one, two, three, four, is when Spider-Man's mutation goes, like, crazy and he builds, he gets more arms. Yeah. Uh, his arms rip out. Man spider. And then he becomes man spider. Or human spider. Whatever. That's crap. yeah, yeah. Which is cool because they make a little nod to it when Bruce Campbell was like, What's your name? He's like, The human spider. He's like, That's all you got? The Spider Man. And Spider Man. Uh, it's cool, nice wink and nod to like people like me who are nerds and have nothing else to do. And anyways. Um, but in the other, this comic book strip, Peter goes to Mr. Reed Richards, also known as Mr. Fantastic, to be like, Hey, there's this radioactive spider that bit me. I have this mutation going. What's happening? Because they deal with cosmic radiation. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, We don't know. And he's like, Crap. So he goes to Charles Xavier, AKA Professor X, yep. and says, like, Hey, there's a mutation you should know about. He's like, We don't know. And so it's literally that he ends up talking to Madam Webb, which you know in the animated series, this <sighs> weird woman with red glasses and red. She's fucking dress. dope is what she is. And she's like literally telling him the spider in you is creating a new entity. And just giving you some more, some nerd lore, Spider-Man utilizes a martial arts called the way of the spider, which is not man. It's not, it's not created by men at all. So, and the great thing Whoa, in the comic books, way, we're going way deep. The crazy, the cool thing That's about the comic books is that it's a rabbit hole. The yeah. cool thing about the comic books is that, um, the spider in Peter Parker's brain is the one that told him how to make the, or make the webs and make them into cartridges, make the technology so that if he makes a fist, it doesn't shoot a web. But if he makes the little 
you know, demon horns, whatever you want to call them. I wish everybody horns. could yeah. see what just to happened. do that, um, <laughs> to, to shoot out webs. And he explains this in an episode of the animated series, but it's, you know, it's, it's pulled from the comic books. And I don't know why Sam Raimi didn't choose to do that instead. But the thing that I'm going to fact check for it, and I hate it, is that he didn't even build the goddamn webs in Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Freaking Gwen Stacy did. He was a, and that's the irritating thing. He was a fucking idiot. In Amazing Spider-Man. I'm <laughs> yeah. glad that Tom Holland was able to, like, cool, I'm going to lift up this entire locker room thing. And then I ha- I- I've made it myself, which was great. And you see him pop out the web zings and all that stuff. It was like, cool, I like that. It's fine. But it's just like, you see, I don't know. It's like, I hated I hated the fact that Gwen Stacy was like, he she had to be there for him because she was smarter than him. And the thing is that Peter Parker is super smart. And, right. like. He can he could be at odds with Otto Octavius, with Doc Connors, yeah. with Reed Richards. He can be there with you know Bruce Banner and all stuff. And then it's like you got this jackass with a skateboard, and it's like <laughs> you got Tobey well, Maguire think- who's like crying like a little bitch. I'm like cool, at least he's smart. He's able to build his suit and like whatever. And like he as long as he does his homework, I mean, guys and girls. I think both uh- they both build their suits. Whatever. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he built his suit. He built his suit. Version one stayed that way. So the second movie. I think both yeah, Tobey Maguire and uh, what is it? Uh, Andrew Garfield, they both were victims of executive like intervention. Decision. Yeah. Because I think the organic web shooters were for simplicity and relatability mm-hmm. of that like, oh, the average kid can't build web shooters mm-hmm. so that's not going to be relatable but this is like old Hollywood thinking. Yeah. And then they were for, like, let's relate it to pre-puberty. Oh. Right. Yeah. And then Andrew Garfield was like, He's a victim of people being like, oh, he just needs to be some average everyday kid that has a skateboard. Yeah. And he can have, like, he's the main character, so we need to people to relate to him. So Gwen Stacy can be the one that's, like, Does it, the whatever. smart one or yeah. whatever. That so doesn't have, have to be like super related. footloose kind of yeah. scene a- where on a skateboard. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so, a.k.a. Peter Parker. As Tom likes to talk about it, it's a 20-minute scene. It's a 40-minute uh, <laughs> sequence of him skateboarding for no goddamn reason. Like, they might as well just put Phil Collins and put, like, a, like slice some inserts of Every Tarzan Every time he tells the story, that scene gets longer. Uh, it does, it does. <laughs> um, but sorry, going back to the, the other comic book, is that um, at the end of it all, like, the spider and him's, like, taking over. And pretty much the question is, like, who's going to win, the man or the spider? And he goes in this cocoon, and it's under the docks, and he, all of a sudden, like, the end of the strip is, like, it explodes out, and then it's pretty much assumed that the other one. That, the, mm. that he became truly a spider. And mm. that that's where the organics came, came from. It all got retconned after Civil War because Mr. Fasafalalis, a.k.a. the person that gave Ghost Rider the ability, did one brand new day and then took away all those abilities so he uses cartridges now because I guess comic fans didn't like the organics. I don't. So. I don't you don't like the, like the organics? organics? I liked no. them. I liked them because they worked well in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 because the entire thing, again, he's dealing with the conflict of who he is, and it's just like, by, even though the executives were restricting him, Raimi and the writers, and I don't know the writers, but the thing is like, a director should be able to control, right? Control, right. the creative control of everything. So it's like, Raimi still saw the vision In a perfect like, world, yes. In a perfect world. Raimi still saw that like, cool, he's going to lose his powers because he's not focused. He's not in it. He's split in half and he doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. And he's going to lose all his abilities. And I was like, this is this is great. This is like, it's, it's literally... Plot device 101 yeah. of like how to do it well. Yeah. I don't like how they did it in Homecoming. I don't like that he's just given a suit. Oh. It bugs me. There's a so lot of much. things I'll in say, Homecoming I don't like. I'll say that I, I prefer that to the montage of him 
like having hoodie a hoodie on and like sweatpants and then drawing it on the paper and then the next scene is him having the suit on <laughs> and it's like how did you make that that is yeah. very advanced remind me yeah. remind me how you made that that is like this like laser printed they did that the first two from right? China or something like super yeah. fancy so isn't, aren't they both like drawing it on paper and the next yeah. scene they both yeah. have they it they have made. it on and it's like <laughs> the most advanced piece of, of clothing you could possibly every cosplayer is like what the fuck yeah this is, it's like this what's is your fit material this just came out yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, it's like I I watched I actually watched uh, Spider Man Homecoming last night. Hmm. Um, I actually I mean I really liked it. And the the thing is, is it's like what we're doing is we're comparing Spider Man movies, but we're really comparing three different things. Yeah, because very they were all things. very because yeah. I mean, one thing I think about is I I remember when the first Spider Man movie came out with Tobey Maguire. There was this kid that I went to high school with and I'm going to get started I'm, on Tobey Maguire in like five minutes I'm here. sorry if <laughs> you're listening I never talked to you ever and he was the kid that was always in the school bus always at school and he was reading comic books shout and out to that kid to that kid and he we asked him what he thought about the Spider mo- Spider-Man movie and he was pissed Which he just one, was this like, was the Sam Raimi's yeah he was like they they did it wrong that he didn't speak very much but yeah. he would just like hit the only thing something he, he, was passionate he didn't about. show a lot of passion, yeah. didn't show a lot of emotion. But the one thing was he was like, they didn't do it right. And he was really upset. And we were like, cool. So we're not talking about this anymore. Um, yep. Do you want me to give some credence on that or like talk about like what could they not did right? Because I mean, there's a lot of things, of course, like not comic book accurate. Well, of course. I mean, that here's the thing about comic book. Okay, this is the thing about comic books for me. I think any um, book adaptation, whatever you're gonna say, maybe that's what yeah. I was gonna yeah. say is that yeah. it's, it's a universal like the the book was better type argument that could apply to anything. Yeah, yeah. that's anything. Adapting. Yeah, and except thing, Lord of the Rings, except for Lord of the Rings, because that was uh, page for page. They had the books. I on love set. those. I love those books, but <laughs> God damn it, can that man describe rocks? Yeah, man, can he? So, um, for me, when it comes to comic books, um, specifically superhero comics, is that it's overwhelming to me because I can pick up The Walking Dead. I can oh, pick God. up Why the Last Man. I can pick up Preacher. Yeah. And I've got kind of a beginning. And I've, I mean, though Walking Dead is still going and I'm still reading it. it the end it, is in the, sight. The, the end is in sight. In With superhero sense. comics, there is, so it's like, well, they kind of did it right, but they did it right if it were like 20 years ago. Or like whatever, it's and to I, the I don't know of whatever the writer is. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like, the it's writer like, could literally change everything. And so it's like when you well, there's also the studios going. We need to sell toys. How do we market to kids? Yeah, well, which I we think get, is exactly where that more fucking hour long skateboard segment came from, yeah. Tom. And I mean, we touched <laughs> a, we touched a little bit about it on episode three with Bruce Tim and Batman. Like, and that's I think is the danger. Yeah, is that like, so let's say if I didn't and I didn't know anything about Spider Man and I only watched the animated series and say like, that's Spider Man. Then all of a sudden, anything right. off of that is wrong. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, with comic books, to Josh's point, is like there are multiple comic books happening at the same exact time. There's crossover events. There's tie-ins. There's one-off timelines. There's yeah. There's like the golden age, the silver age, the bronze age. It's like oh well, there's a time where Superman could create his own powers. It's like okay, are we going to go off that now? Yeah. Like yeah. There's a time where Superman have kissed you. Like you lost your memory. Like okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, where it, do we draw the line? It's, it's essentially the question. And, my, but the thing is, like, it's up to the writer of the movie. To, my like, line is my Tobey question Maguire. is <laughs> <laughs> that that's it, huh? It's Toby Maguire. I'll talk about it. My question ahead, is you. to that same that that I would present to that same kid or and really anyone that he's probably an adult that now, says right? that like the it's oh, not the comics adult. or you know that kid back then. 
uh, imagine that Sam, Sam Raimi, instead of making a movie, decided to write a novel, a graphic novel, a run of Spider-Man that was exactly that, what we saw in the movies. What would you think then? Is that the wrong Spider-Man? No, that's a run of Spider-Man, Yeah, it's right? a version. So to me, movie adaptations, things like that, it's it's just a version Yeah, that's interpreted yeah. from the source yeah. material, well, whatever I mean, it is. Any story, really. Yeah, yeah it's a run. Yeah, that's what I that's that's why I'm okay with like not being accurate to comics, not being accurate. To yeah, that's why I don't source material shit. is that it's this interpretation. <laughs> Jesus, in I'm summary, sorry. Yes. Here's me it. and Tom being like, no. In summary, I, mean, I don't like, give look, a shit. Yeah, listen, I don't give I, a shit. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna put money in that studio's in pockets. Thing. Yep, and I'm gonna go watch it. And go. if I don't like it, who fucking cares? And I'm like, cool. All right. I saw explosions. Was, yeah. <laughs> Yay. I wasn't at work for a while. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I was with my wife. We Spider-Man were on a date. Stop the car. Like oh, man. There is some shade. I didn't yeah. think I was going to get the shade on this. but You just got the shade from me and Tom both. And I'm sorry if people are listening to this going, you mother. No, okay. No. no matter what you think, that shot of Spider-Man grabbing the car from Electra, that, that was cool. That was cool. Oh, yeah. It was. I mean, the, the way it was framed. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, we, we. I know you like that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. talked about this in the first episode of. To me, movies are entertainment, and, and maybe I'm not. I haven't been. I haven't read comic books, and so I don't have that. Cloud. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that's fair. You could describe it as a cloud. As Tom would say, the reference for what is right. <laughs> you said <laughs> that weird. No, I, um, I, for me, it's, I, I go, I watch a film, and if it entertains, entertains me, I'm like, cool, okay, it did its job. That's, I'm getting so many looks, and I'm just like, oh no. I'm listening, because I'm no, about to piss yeah. everyone off even uh, more uh, than yeah. you are. Let, okay, hold I'll up. tell you what, I'm about to piss off hundreds of okay, people. Okay, let me get my levity, like, my levity, I 100% agree that, again, going to Corey was like, movies were a time for for people to, you know, to escape. To escape. And I think it's as such, but I think we're at this place, and that's kind of why we built this here, is like, we're also adults. We can also analyze and tear them apart if we need to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I could tear apart any movie if I wanted to. If I had, if I, it was, that was you my job. You could even job. tear apart Spider-Man 1. I could tear apart The Dark Knight if I wanted to. Yeah. If I wanted to. But the thing is, it's all like, I, I'm not going to ignore certain things, but I'm also going to talk about good things. And that's why I think a lot of people think like, Tom hates this movie. I was like, no, I'm just I'm going just to tell you yeah. what is wrong, but I'm still going to watch it and give my well, money. And yeah, like, no, you wouldn't talk about DVD it if probably. you didn't care. I mean, here's the thing is it's like uh, me saying that last thing. It's not like I don't, it's not like I don't analyze things. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a sound designer. I do post-production. So sometimes I might be like, and I, I come from an acting background and I'm a writer. And so it's like, and my wife's a writer. She writes screenplays. And and so it's not like I'm not analyzing a movie. Yeah, shout out to my wife, definitely. Um, it's not that I don't analyze. It's just my first viewing, I go and I enjoy and I'm like, okay, cool. And if it doesn't, if I don't enjoy it, Bonnie, my wife, we will talk about shout it. Out to Bonnie. Shout out to Bonnie. <laughs> we will just... We'll go, okay, well, the writing, okay, there was this plot hole, and that actor was a really weird choice for that character, or that's a really interesting choice in the director, but it's like, I'm going to see it first, and then if I feel so inclined, most likely I'll watch it again, and I'll be like, okay, that's what bugged me And then me analyze about. it from there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I want to get the first intention, because I think that, yes, it's a money-making business, but I also think, I hope, I mean, you're so naive, Josh. <laughs> you know what? You know what you're hope, not. You know what hope you're literally not means? 
Hope literally means you have zero. It means S. It's because you've seen it. Oh my God. <laughs> you've seen the light, Josh. I don't know if you're a fan of Avengers as, as much as I am. The movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's an example of such an incredible film that also was a huge box office success. Yeah. So, so the, the possibility is there. It's happened. Right. Yeah. So hope means you have zero input in the matter, but also to, so to Ollie's point <laughs> is like so to Ollie's point, all comic book fans, I don't give a fuck if you like DC, Marvel, Image, Boom, Top Cow, I don't care. Yeah, of course. You guys should just be happy that they're being made in general. Oh yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Because exactly. they almost shut your pie holes. Shut down. The the studios don't hate each other like you guys hate each other. No. Just saying yeah. that oh out loud. Gosh. The There's DC so and hate. Marvel studio execs are like best friends. They yeah, like they each are. other. They um, want they want each other to succeed. And that's what yeah. I love about Competition it. is good thing. for everyone. Yeah. So Josh, I'm going to tell you how so, to piss yeah, people uh, off. Right? Uh, I want Cord to pop off right now. I'm going to show you how to piss off a majority of the room right now. Uh, I said earlier, I draw my line at Tobey Maguire. I love the Sam Raimi films. I've told Don this before. My In my dream world, uh, there would be Sam Raimi directing Andrew Garfield as his Spider-Man. And I'm okay with this. Yeah, because okay. I think that would be amazing. Uh, however, Tobey Maguire... And his, I'm about to shit my pants face every time he does something cool. Shit his pants while okay, crying. Okay, I will give you that. That I love. Like when he's holding back the train. When he's holding back the train and everyone catches him. It's a beautiful scene. But boy, did I laugh my ass off in the theater. It was supposed to be this really touching thing where he's trying. But the whole time I'm like, he's going to explode. He's going to shit his pants. He would be. If you're making that face. I can't even like. He has an ugly cry I can't believe. Too. I can't believe Sam yeah. didn't maybe pull him aside and be like, let's just, you know, let's do one without the face just to have because then we'll have it. I mean, just in case. Just in and case. And then we'll have it. Then we'll have it. Yeah. But Options. everyone on set went, that was great. And <laughs> I'm sitting there in the theater. <laughs> even as like that came out in uh, the second. That was the second one, right? You got Phil Lamar in that. That was too. 2005, I think. So I was 16. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? There's a moment in one, two, where he does the same thing. where He's got like half his mask on. Uh, in that last scene, and he's crying, and it's awful. I can't stand Tobey Maguire. I don't like him as an actor in any movie. Hey, why don't you tell us how you really feel? Uh, okay, I will. Uh, I love that picture, that meme. Where every time he Tobey screams, Maguire. I can't stand it. No! I can't stand the line. It's it's you who's out, Gabby. Out of your mind. That's not Spider Man. That's not quick witted Spider Man. No, not, not at all. <laughs> That's awful. So that has I I agree I love those films I played the video games and at the time I was like this is great I could never stand I could never take Tobey Maguire seriously as Peter Parker or Spider-Man because for a couple reasons one I didn't like the sound of his voice just straight up gonna be honest with you You're I don't that like guy. I'm the, when he would scream or say no, something no, no, cool I think there's a lot of people that no no I know that, when he would scream like yell or say something cool and his voice would like crack Aww. I was like yeah I was like, no. The, the, the best one is when a build or like part of the shed that's coming up is about to kill Mary Jane. He's like, no. It yeah. Just jumps in. I just, it took me out of it every time, like far out of it. Like it wasn't even just like, that was kind of weird. I'd be like, oh shit, it's Tobey Maguire. Like those scenes, like like in uh, Doctor Strange when he's like. Yeah, where he's like, <laughs> that, that was me in the theater. Uh, we could talk about it. Uh, uh, we'll do it another oh, time. No. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that, Tom. Uh, that we agree. Okay. But so. That that killed it for me. I wasn't a big fan of Kirsten Dunst at the time either. I I felt that, yeah, especially James with Franco, the Amazing Spider-Man, Wayne for me, I enjoyed. the connection between Andrew Garfield and uh, Emma Stone, for me, was leagues beyond anything I saw in the first But it's Emma three. Stone. Right. Well, that's that too. And they were dating <laughs> in real life as yeah. well. The tough thing for me, so I, I'll agree that I think Andrew Garfield had, I think to me he has better acting chops. Yeah. But the thing is, 
And they wrote his Spider-Man better. Like his one-liners and his yeah. quick jabs in between shit. I'll agree with great. that, yeah. And I think, but the thing is, if you watch 500 Days of Summer, you could see, okay, cool, Peter Parker can work because Mark Webb worked, did 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you're like, cool. But when you watch that in a Spider-Man movie, it looks like there's two different movies happening. They don't go, they don't flow together. Oh, I felt like they flowed just fine. No. It's a kid, yeah. To me, it's just like, Peter, I'm here, help me. And it's just like, Okay, cool. And then here's Jamie Foxx as a blue man. And it's just like, Peter! Now, now I will agree with you. Like, I will agree like, with why? you. This is why it's the end shape for me. Because that second Amazing Spider-Man, they tried to do too much shit. They were just setting up a Sinister Six movie, which I think is a dumb thing. Because yes. it's like, why are you setting up like a whole ensemble did it make sense? Pronounced. And wh- how fucking dare you waste Paul Giamatti like that? Oh how God. fucking <laughs> dare you? Yeah. That is a um, dare you. But so so my whole thing is like I said before, Sam Raimi and Andrew Garfield together would be like my dream team. But forever and always, I think, in my personal opinion, the first Amazing Spider-Man is my favorite. It's my personal favorite. It's I the like one that, um, I've watched the most. I like that meme of Maybe. Tobey Maguire as yeah, that meme um, as um, Spider-Man and looking at the billboard of Amazing Spider-Man going, I'm amazing too. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen that. But my, look it up. my my feel of my feels about Amazing Spider-Man yeah. is that it was hard for me to get into it at first because Andrew Garfield for me is an acquired taste. Okay. I think um, when I first started watching Amazing Spider-Man, there was a part of me that go that kind of went Peter Parker's kind of a douchebag. Mm. That's Tom's point. Yeah. He, I mean, felt like a douchebag to me at first. More so than ever because you kind of like, you keep watching and you're like, okay, I'm going to keep drinking. He's a cool kid. Yeah. He does this thing. shit about a cool kid. There's this thing uh, I talked about with my wife that a lot of British actors who are doing American accents do and I call it cool guy mouth. No, it's not even that. It's cool guy mouth. No. No, I'm just, (laughs) watch it. Next time you're seeing an American actor, like Tom Holland does it. When he's doing Spider-Man, the way they say words is like really cool. Like they talk cool. And they're just like, you don't have to do that, dude. <laughs> but it's not even that. Like Tom Holland was like nerdy and pathetic too because he couldn't talk to the girl. He could talk. Andrew Garfield could talk to the girl. The only time you felt like, oh, he's not cool is like when he's like turning Spider-Man. He's like, like took an acting cue from Shia LaBeouf from Transformers. Just stuttering left and right and breaking shit. I'm just like, stop. Just stop. Whatever you're doing. Say sentences. You're a high school. You're not stupid. That's yeah. a whole Who uses episode? Bing oh, yeah. for search engines? Uh, when a studio gets involved. That's the perfect example of Do you when remember a studio when gets Bing involved. was like a... It's only good the... for porn? Yeah. No, what I remember mean? where they used to have... <laughs> <laughs> That's used... it. Hashtag not my search engine. Jesus. <laughs> it, was, it was... It's Well, to me more, it was the, the Sony Bio products. But yeah. to <sighs> such an extent that I, I was shocked when they weren't Shocker. in... Uh, when I was shocked when they weren't in... Um, this new one, Homecoming. Yeah, I was like, "Where's all the bio I, products?" So, <laughs> and, I was, and then we looked it up afterwards uh, with my roommate, and he was like, "Shout out to your roommate." Yeah, yeah, shout out to you. And we're like, sure. they're like, "Oh, Sony stopped making bio computers." <laughs> we're oh, like, "Oh, okay." Bio. <laughs> that was my first computer. But yeah, you poor sad I, uh, man. I was Andrew Garfield. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I, I was like, "What's I, Adele I, doing I, in this movie?" I, as far as the last film goes, it's the last thing I'll talk about. And I'll pass the mic around. As far as the last film goes, I had a lot of fun. I love Michael Keaton. I will forever oh, love Michael I Keaton. Love Michael Keaton. Keaton was the best to me. My favorite part of the movie. He was the best yeah. part of that movie. Yeah, That's what was. I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, and I know you're going to talk about that one scene, so I'll let you do that because you describe it better. But uh, it's again, it played on that morality thing where his family's threatened, so he's protecting it. So you feel for him. Uh, but I just 
there was something missing from the last one for me. And I think it was they did a, a lot of rushing. It felt really rushed. Like they were, again, they were trying to fit a lot into one thing to catch you up with this universe that's been existing. But all of a sudden we want to do a Spider-Man movie, even though it's been, you know, almost 10 years that this universe has been around. So let's make it feel like a lot of things got to happen at once. And I agree. While I agree, there doesn't necessarily need to be another origin. A lot of people had an issue with that. I don't think we need a third fucking origin of Spider-Man. I do agree with Tom on this point where the beginning of the film where they took 10 minutes showing you what he was doing during Civil War was a waste of time. It's it's also like you're what it's like you know you've created this kingdom universe mega movie blockbuster that's even affected TV shows like Law and Order is part of a universe now. What the fuck? Yeah. Um and you're going <laughs> to give me a 10 minute recap of the last movie I just saw? Yeah. Why? Why? Tom, Why? You know what I'm really proud of us for is help my hand. We agree on a Spider-Man film. This is really wonderful. This has never happened before. I feel like I just feel really sad right now because I don't. <laughs> okay, I, I, I liked it. I want to hold your hands, but you can hold my hands. I, I think it was entertaining. I think there are yes. enjoyable parts to it. I am gonna I'm gonna just destroy one part of it real quick. They try to do a Batman thing where it's like in Dark Knight you have the Joker opening. In Dark Knight Rise you got the Bane opening. And in this one, you got Michael Keaton yeah. trying to do the thing. But it didn't work. It worked to the way where it's like, I care more about Michael Keaton to try to provide for his family and get the fuck out of this business than I care about Peter Parker and this Hercules-ass like intention and goal of like, I want to be a hero so I could be an Avenger, not so I could save people. I don't care about this old lady and her cat. Like, when Peter Parker is My like... My aunt's hot. When Peter Parker is like, really I have to is. go deliver these pizzas or else I'm going to get fired. I'm still going to save the dumbass kids who are playing on the street. Like, that's the thing that's important. Hey, Otto Octavius is going to go walk away with all these pounds of gold. I'm still going to save this old lady who's falling to her death. Like, this to me, this Peter Parker didn't give a shit about, like, the small thing. And that's like, the friendly neighborhood spider, which... Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man literally had to be like, dude, you have to do this because you literally have to be a friendly neighborhood. This is your character, but it's like you don't even get that because you're living a world where like the Avengers is such a thing that you care about that more than actually being a hero. Here's yeah, here's let's fight. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I'll say. Like, I I agree to an extent where that part of the storytelling fell apart for me, where I didn't I didn't buy that whole like you have to become it wasn't I don't feel like it was told very well. With between him and Good Iron idea, Man, good idea, poor execution. Exactly. I feel like they tripped. Uh, fantastic while they were idea, it. great idea. Yeah. Could have been amazing, but fell flat. Could have been amazing. Uh, could amazing. Could have been like they already amazing. did that. Uh, but he, here's where I come from, and maybe this is me just getting older, like over the hump of thirty man years Ollie. old. Yeah, old, <laughs> going into old man Ollie. I don't, I don't go to the Logan? movies mm-hmm. as much as I used to, and I realize Disney pretty much owns my ticket sales because it's. Because it's like Pixar, Star Wars, Star Wars yep. and All the good MCU. Stuff. Yeah. And I, we'll talk about DCU later. But yeah, we'll do an episode. Don't really care too much about that. Uh, for me, amazing, or Homecoming wasn't necessarily an attempt to do a Spider-Man movie. It was a piece of the puzzle into the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. I see you exploding over there. Oh, my gosh. It, th- this oh, was, Tom is actually shaking. To me, this is the MCU franchise. It, and, and they're not as distinct movies anymore to me. It's just which is one unfortunate. big thing. Which is unfortunate. The part that bugged us. But it entertains that. me. And and so I'm coming from it from that perspective where I was like, oh, that's kind of cool seeing the uh seeing his like 
Instagram, whatever Snapchat that was of him while the Civil War stuff's going on in the airport. Like, I was like, okay, it's like alternate angle or whatever, exactly what it was intended to be. Yeah. And I was okay with that part. Um, I have other issues with the movies, but I agree with the storytelling. I think that was the weakest part was that like second act. Yeah. Well, so wait, wait it just sounds like I didn't, I saw your face and yeah. I just heard Tom key my car tonight, please. That's all I heard. <laughs> wow. That's all I heard was that. I'm going to say like, so when we think back two years, shit. I wanted to give you something to go off of. I, I, I'm feeding I'm, you. I'm feeding you fuel again. So the, I, I'll, <laughs> the tough thing with being a comic book nerd and then being a film, leave guy, your hair alone, leave your hair alone. I think he's going bald is like, I love comic books so much. And I am like that kid who's like, I love the fact that they're being made. But then I'm also the film guy that's like, I deserve better films. And to me, MCU is becoming glorified commercial TV episodes. And I don't like that a lot. I don't disagree. I felt, and I I got really upset when Joss Whedon left and left with Age of Ultron. Because I felt like, cool, there's Ragnarok. There's there's stuff going on with Ragnarok now. Which I'm pretty excited about, by the way. There's Civil War coming out. There's now something that's going on with Wanda. It's like, it felt so commercial. It felt so much like, this is what's in store for you. Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, again, Mar- I will say this. Marvel is revolutionary in the way that Avatar is revolutionary. Where I didn't like the movie. Except but that I, Avatar sucked. But I respect the fact that it's revolutionary. But the whole idea of a lineup, this is a movie that are going to come out, makes every movie feel like a stepping stone. And I feel like maybe, again, I'm an old old person and like movies are going to change and like I would love for us to like talk about it because I think Netflix is changing that way too oh yeah absolutely I I get very irritated by that idea yeah I get that and and to me like I don't know what phase four is going to be but I feel like it's not going to be able to capture the same like success that they did part of like the first few yeah to me I mean to be completely honest to me it's been downhill since Avengers 1 like with the exception of like Guardians of the Galaxy because I feel like that kind of stands apart, and you know that I have to be like I have to be proven it's wrong. On its own thing. Oh man, it we, is. I have to be proven wrong because I'm waiting for Avengers three. Well, you didn't like Winter, Winter Soldier. I, I I love what the Russos are doing with it, and I trust. I them. liked it, um, and I feel like to me the Russos took care of Spider Man more than John Watts did. That made me care about Captain America. Yeah, because the first one didn't really. I like the style of the first one. That kind of goes back into the conversation about like this felt like a. X person's movie, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Johnston. Yeah, but we again, we don't know you. We don't see Yumi and Dupree. But one right. thing I will say, like about the Spider-Man sequence in Civil War, in the Civil War, Mark Millar um, comic book, where this is all based off, of, where that was all based off. Of, Spider-Man already has the Iron Spider suit, which has three golden legs, and there's a part where Captain America and Spider-Man are fighting. And the really great thing is, like I said before, Spider-Man has the martial arts of the way of the spider, and Spider-Man says this in her monologue. It's like. Captain America is the best hand-to-hand combat fighter in this entire, you know, ever known. He's the Batman equivalent, right? So Batman's the best fighter. Captain America's the best fighter. And Spider-Man knows he's going to get his ass whooped. And then Spider-Man literally says, but he's not expecting these things. And then he, like, hits him with these three golden legs, which is fucking amazing. And so it's, I love seeing that happen from Civil War. And I love hearing how Peter Parker and Cap were like, where are you from? Queens. Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. I'll amend amend my statement because I don't know why I keep forgetting about uh, Civil War, even though it's my second favorite Marvel movie. It's a great ever. film. Uh, but yeah, it was Avengers was like in my mind that was Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Civil War. Yeah, everything else was like a step below those three films in my mind. Iron Man. Well, oh, Iron Man was before. 
Oh, okay. No, like, oh, I yeah, meant like yeah, leading yeah, up to Avengers. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, All right, so back to Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> back to Spider-Man. Uh, wow. I, I've kind of said my piece on it. I, I, you know, it's... it's what's, Man. Do you want me to... I, 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 can, I mean, going. I don't think I've gotten... Did I say my official thing about Spider-Man? No. I don't know. no. You haven't given us your... <laughs> your My your, rankings? Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man We don't two. have to have a ranking, just like right, uh, yeah. what is your preference. I love Spider-Man 2. I watched it very recently again. Mm-hmm. And again, we've already talked about the parts that... The reasons I love it. But Alfred Molina is like the best part of that. For Phenomenal. Me. Yeah. There's a uh, great uh, scene he has in this movie called Coffee and Cigarettes you should check out with uh, Steve Coogan. Yeah. I love it. Steve yeah. Coogan. So good. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, he's just a great actor. I think, I don't know, to me, maybe I have to rewatch him again because again, first, first viewing is always entertainment. It's very hard to analyze things, but I've watched all the Spider-Man movies multiple times. Maybe I need to watch them again, just at least the newer ones, like Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Homecoming. And I will I'll do that with you. I will give credence to the fact that like Spider-Man Homecoming said like, hey, this is a John Hughes movie. How John yeah, Hughes movie? Something like that. Yeah, like, pretty much Ferris right. Bueller. Oh, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. Hughes, John, John Hughes. Yeah. John, yeah. Spider-Man meets. Oh, do not that. compare that to Ferris that, Bueller. That's, that's, literally, awesome. that's literally how they were marketing. <laughs> that's, it. They yeah. were saying like this is a kid movie, Spider-Man movie. I'm like, I get it. And that's why I let a lot of to me, dumb thing, juvenile things, like the dumb friend that's like, Can I tell you a secret all the time? He's, he's yeah, he's playing hooky on his day off or whatever. Like, yeah. that's yeah. the kind of vibe. Um, which, I mean, it's cool. It's like, cool, high school party. What's good in the girls? Like, I like that kind of stuff. I like the bullying. That was okay. Like, there's like this random school social things like gym and like academic decathlon and stuff like that. It's like, cool. I, I relate to that part. But like, there was a lot of things in there where it's like, I just, did, like, it didn't make me feel like Peter Parker also gave a shit about it. So it's like, why do I give a shit if he doesn't care? Yeah, it's like I think like when he was trapped in the yeah like Peter cares like that Harry's trying to get with MJ. Peter cares that like Flash Thompson's trying to beat him up and Flash Thompson's like being an asshole to like push away Mary Jane like in Tobey Maguire's movie. Like all those things matter, so I I care about them. But this kid's just like oh, Iron Man. I love him. I just want to be him. Da 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 da. No, you can't tell my secret. I lo- my aunt is you know getting hit on by Thai guys at a restaurant and whatever. <laughs> Here's what I'll say at this point <laughs> in time with the MCU. I think this is the only version of Spider-Man that is that would have been possible to make. Yeah, because 100%. I, I agree that. with that. I get that. Yeah, and like Flash Thompson, the modern bully or whatever, like instead it's of a, it being like a big green guy, yeah, um, and him being like a, a teenager idea, from Queens way. because like explains why he was gone yeah. for so long and all that good stuff. Uh, and the, to me, the weird thing is like MCU's been pretty good about like shoehorning all like the arc developments between characters. And I'm like, I'm looking at Flash Thompson as He's gonna be future agent Venom, where he becomes a war hero, gets his legs blown off, and gets a symbiote on him, and, and becomes the same kid from Grand dope. Budapest. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> like, how can how can Spider Man be legitimately part of the Avengers? Yeah. Well, okay, I'll have Iron Man make a suit, and then he can be legitimately. Who doesn't part want of the to Avengers. be Venom in the MCU, sir? Tom Hardy. Ooh, Tom Hardy's gonna be Venom. Oh, that's gonna be great. One. Well, anyways, um, hashtag that's my Venom. So I mean, I I loved Homecoming myself. Mm, I, yeah. It's my second. Favorite I loved it last night. Spider-Man I watched movie. it and I went because you were saying that it it was rushed and I realized like when we were into it I was like oh wow this is a two and a half hour movie so yeah not rushed in the sense of uh, I think I don't think rushed was the right word but it felt like it was trying to do a lot yeah, yeah. I mean this is me the whole Donald Glover sequence wasn't needed none of that was needed as much as I, I love Don- Donald Glover like, he's my you favorite brought in person the prowler, you yeah. brought in Miles Morales you brought in like Donald Glover who was supposed to, who Miles Morales was like based off of another Spider-Man which is beautiful fan service it's like Batman vs Superman in one of the, in Batman vs Superman spoilers, when Superman's dead and they're at the funeral, there is uh, a gentleman who's walking in front of like the mourning crew, and 
you definitely see him. He's like, you'd say a featured extra. He's the guy that bought the $5 million copy of Superman. But yeah. you don't know that shit. You don't, <laughs> there's there, not explicit the like reason of like, he's something yeah. that matters. So what Tom's saying is that for those of you who don't know, Donald Glover voices uh, Miles Morales or voiced. He voiced him in the animated, but he was like the creator of Miles Morales character in the Ultimate Spider-Man universe based that character off, off of Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. Yeah. And a long time ago when before Andrew Garfield, mm -hmm. people were thinking like, oh, Donald Glover is going to be Spider-Man because there was such a big hype about it. Hashtag Donald for Spider-Man and that's a real hashtag. There was a, there was a big thing about it and all that stuff. But then here it just, it didn't play out that well, and I didn't care about they it. They hinted at things, but I don't think they were necessarily him. Like no, like his character is the Prowler, and he and his nephew is becomes Miles Morales. Yeah, like so it's like well, there you go. It's like <laughs> okay, cool. Like maybe in three or four movies, Peter Parker's gonna die, and Miles Morales is gonna become Spider Man. Like makes sense. Every character in all the Marvel now or Marvel wherever it's called now are all different people. Like Captain Falcon is Captain America. Thor is a girl. Uh, Iron Man, Robert, uh, Star don't Robert Downey. Tony Stark is now a consciousness. He is the the Jarvis, and Riri is now Ironheart. Yeah, the Hulk is Asian dude now. Yep. It's like everyone's different, which is cool because again, moving into Phase Four, we don't know what's going to happen. That's Chris Evans, Chris Evans is like contract has been like up in the air for such a long time. There was like, is Bucky going to be it, or is you don't uh, have to recast if it's a new character? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's crazy, but <sighs> now I want go ahead. No, I I was going to say, Tom, I want you to just spend a minute or two here. Um, talking about that scene. What scene? Uh, in Homecoming. Oh. Well, uh, I mean... That, so, like, sold, that sold you. That you're like, there he is. There's there. the director. Okay, so John Watts did Cop Car. He did other other films, too. And Cop Car pretty yeah. much is a movie about two kids who get into... Who got who gets a cop car and then take it for a joyride. Much like other movies in the 90s were like joyrides. Um, but pretty much Kevin Bacon is the antagonist and he's like hiding something in the trunk and it's like this very big thriller. And it was like a festival film which like did... Great, amazing reviews and all that stuff. But I felt like, again, to all these points, like, you don't see the director in the movie. Like, Sam Raimi, this is a Sam Raimi movie. Like, Joss Whedon, this is a Joss Whedon movie. Like, I didn't see John Watts until this sequence where, you know, it's funny. Like, everyone's like, Tom, you're full of shit. Like, you don't, you didn't know this. Like, the moment uh, Aunt May was like, cool, we're going to go pick up, you know, what's her face to sort of go to the prom or whatever. And then she's driving. She drives up to the, to the stair steps. And I'm like, you see Peter Parker get out of the car. I'm like... Something's going to happen because in movie world, like you don't show like Alfred Hitchcock rules, like you don't show the boring parts. You just right. get to the action. Like it would have been literally shit. Hit, like smoking gun. You don't. Yeah. Right. I, me. My thought is like, don't have anything on screen if it doesn't have a purpose. Yeah. And so, and so like, if it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Spoiler warning. about to happen. For spoilers. Homecoming. Spoilers. Is that he's walking up to this stairs, staircase and I was kind of like. I, and first in my mind, I thought the shocker was going to be the dad. I was like, oh, maybe the shocker's dad. No, you gonna be better. And then also the Tom door opens. Tom and I opens. looked at each other right before the door opened. The door opens like, and Michael Keaton comes out and it's like the vulture's like, ah, I knew it. I was like, I knew it. It had to be. And it's like, everyone's like, Tom, I didn't see that coming. You're full of shit. It's like, I didn't see it like miles away, but I was like, something's going to happen at this door. Something that's like a major twist because we haven't seen these parents. Everything's going too well. Yeah. It got me because I was just expecting the montage to continue. Yeah. You well, know, he was going to have a fun time at prom, blah, blah, blah. And then. And then we're going to have something happen. It's like, well, right before that, I just like, in terms of the language, like you saw like him moving from shot to shot. Like you don't actually see him walking. Right. And this one's like, they're taking a sweet time just to get a prom. Something has to happen. And maybe it's just because like, I watch too many movies and I look too, like I look too much into it and I can't really enjoy them. But like the film language at that point became so simple. And I was like, I know what's going to happen. Something, something's going to happen right here. It's not, the dad's going to be a villain. I don't know who it is, but it's going to be a villain. And you know, people would hate watching movies with my wife and I because we'll be sitting there and we'll be like, it's going to be him. Yeah. I fucking told you. No. Um, <laughs> I told you it was going to be him. 
Another spoiler. No, I won't do it. I was going to do the Wonder Woman spoiler, but I was like, because I saw that miles away, like <laughs> 10,000 miles away. I was like, oh my God. Stick to Spider-Man. Stick to Spider-Man. But comparatively, like, the film language, like in Spider-Man 2, one of my favorite scenes is when Peter Parker is trying to go to Mary Jane's play. And he stopped, and then on the way there, he's on his bike and, he's, and he, gets, he gets almost ran over by these you know, guys who robbed a bank, whatever. And he stops them, whatever, swings them up in the building, whatever. And he can't go in. He's stopped by Bruce Campbell and he's forced to wait outside. And then you've got the little Asian lady playing the Spider-Man song. And um, all of a sudden you see people coming out of the play. And then you see Mary Jane come out from the back, from the back door. And then the Danny Elfman theme plays. And it's just somber, very like Nightmare Before Christmas, like loneliness that plays. Yeah. And it's just him from a far shot looking, seeing his his desire, his objective. And you see her like with someone, that, you know, you hear the, the the conversation between Mary Jane and the friend and you just see him waiting on the other side on the steps and he can't do anything. He's And people are passing him by, stopping him from his objective. And then you see him actually take a step forward and then he stopped. She gets stopped by her soon to be fiance, which... And then later on, like, it cuts back where she looks back and sees where he would have been. He's gone at that yeah. point. And, like, to me, no words were spoken between the characters. It's all it is, just the gaze, um, how he looks upon her. And, you know, like, and and it's cool because... Tom's tearing up right now, just so that you know. In the beginning of the film, <laughs> one of my favorite lines is from James Franco. And he says, like, she's waiting for you, pal. What are you talking about? Yeah. And he says, the way she looks at you or doesn't look at you. And it's like, it's yeah. like that. It's like, you know... When you have film language so well done, when you just look at something, it's Kuleshov effect. Like, yeah. you look at something, you have the person looking at it, you show what it is, you go back to the person, they smile, they're sad. It's like, you know exactly how they feel. Like, the brain is able to do that. And I feel like some of these filmmakers, which I think is a big MCU problem, they get, like, these... I mean, I could even be one of these directors someday. Like, they get these, like, young filmmakers who, like, did one good film, and they throw them in these giant blockbusters, and, like... They don't really know the language that well. Like Sam Raimi was able to do three, you know, Evil Dead movies. He did, you know, Evil Dead 1, 2, and then Army of Darkness. And I, he probably did other movies in between. I just don't think of them right now. But he's able to get his craft really well done before, like, jumping into yeah. this movie. He has a style. Yeah. yeah. Mark yeah. Webb, his big thing was 500 Days of Summer. And what else did he do before that? Like, he had to just jump right into a big yeah. one. So, yeah. But that scene in the car was just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Hashtag so Tom good. Christ, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, I feel good, guys. I feel like this is a therapy session for me. Wow. I got to get a lot um, out. We didn't really come at a. Uh, there is no. There will never be a nerd on. We agree on the no. Spider-Man universe. Well, so, as long well, as it's not Tobey Maguire, I think well, we all agree. Well, I think <laughs> this, this this podcast should have to should promote pluralism. We have to be able to like think exactly. the way we think. Debating so, is okay. I think it would be a good around the horn. What's your favorite Spider-Man movie? Maybe like top three. Oh. Top three Spider-Man movies. So mine, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Those are that's my a good list. Those are my top three. Uh mine's uh Amazing 2 and 1. Okay. Mine's 2 Homecoming 1. Okay. Oh man, that's a really good list. Yeah. I was gonna say you two, two one homecoming, but that's yeah, I don't really. I feel good about all that. So no yeah. one likes Spider-Man least three. Favorite. Can we just please, no one? Li- can we be negative for? Oh, it's love three. It's least three. Even, three. You didn't even mention it. Can we at least agree? None of us even touched <laughs> on it. <laughs> no matter how bad anything else is, Spider-Man three is, is not. We that, were yelling. There were tears. There was shouting. Yet none of no us talked about, about three. three. So at that, all. there is. 
Hey, because that, would, that would be happiness. Yeah, that would be happiness. Look at a positive. We do agree on something. In order for us to be happy, we have to direct our anger towards one thing. You guys, real quick, have seen that someone dubbed over that scene where he's walking down the street with real sounds, right? They took the music out and did like, <laughs> like people doing <laughs> no. And it's no. awful. Wow. It's like cringeworthy. It's awful. I'll, I'll show it to you after this. Okay. Um, well, that's, that is the Spider-Man episode. It's probably one of the most uncomfortable episodes I've had to do. Yeah. But I shook the most. It feels, I was getting so angry. He, Enjoy listening back to it over to and over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys can let us know who your favorite Spider-Man is. Please where do. where yes. can they find us to let us know that, Josh? Well, you can find us on Instagram. It's Nerd on the Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Nerd on the Pod. Facebook, Nerd on the Podcast. YouTube. We are actually on YouTube now. You can watch, Thank you, listen. Ollie. Watch and listen. Watch and listen to our episodes. Visual things happen. Yeah, yes. it's crazy. It's it's pretty sexy. But you have to look for us. You have to search Nerd on the Podcast. Uh, we're not big boys yet. But you can find it on any of our social medias. Yeah, exactly. There's a link. Head somewhere. on over to our glorious, glorious, spiffy new website. Yeah, yeah. new website. Super dope. Um, on the website, there is a donate link. We would truly, truly appreciate it if you gave us a little bit of little cashola, just because this uh, podcast is of our own devices. Devices? Is it devices or devices? Out of pocket, as they, as they say. Yeah. Because we're pocket. all really Peter Parker. We're all yeah. really poor. Yeah. And we all we're need... not Batman yet. Yeah, we're... I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's made it to every episode. I think so. I hate that. Every I hate it episode. So um, it's the you worst. You can find thing. me. Is that nerdonthepodcast.com? Huh? Nerdonthepodcast.com. Oh, yes. Go to our website, nerdonthepodcast.com. Um, you can find me Twitter, just Joshnia. I know Tom hates it so much. No, I but love it's it. just like, Joshnia. You can find me on Twitter, just Joshnia. You can't find me. Yeah, the first episode we did all think it was a joke. To be fair, <laughs> um, Instagram Joshua S. Manley, uh, Facebook Joshua Sterling Manley, IMDb, uh, PSN Sterling J eighty five. Let's play. I don't care. Let's do it. Uh, my name is Tom at Tall Dark Not Ugly on everything and everything. On PSN, it's Tall Dark Not Ugly. Tall Dark underscore not ugly and it's god awful to find but you could probably find it. Hit him up uh, on Twitter about that. Yeah, hit me on Twitter. Hit me on the Instagram slip and slide in my DMs. Carpin all them DMs. Um, <laughs> all them DMs. Carpin the DMs all day. And on IMDb, I'm Thomas Pedborosu. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Corey89 uh, or at WeAreStoryboardBoRED uh, or WeAreStoryboard.com uh, You can find me on uh, Xbox, Corthaniel. And IAL. If you have the wrong console. Uh, and we can play uh, some Destiny 2. Console. Thanks to these two guys over here. That's yeah. all I'm doing You're now. Welcome. Has your Borealis? Oh, we don't, we don't have one. Or you can find me on Blizzard, too. Same thing, Corthaniel. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, play some uh, Here's the Storm. Ali, you can find me on PSN, future underscore foe, on Twitter, at future foe. And uh, that's all I ever do. So That's fair. Those are the only two things. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. And as always, you're on. Ending broadcast.